Big news today out of the uh, state of Minnesota, the Minnesota State High School League. If you read my couch potato commentary, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago now at KFGO.com, I had a idea that, because I knew that everything in Minnesota was going to be a little bit different than North Dakota, because as much, you know, West Fargo Cheyenne and Fargo Davies are a lot bigger than, you know, cities like you have with Central Cast or even going down to Milner or Sargent, whatever it might be. I understand that. But when you're talking Eden Prairie and Noka and Blaine versus Rotze, and that's a whole different animal. <laughs> I mean, that's even Barnesville to Rotze to Holly to Eulen Hitterdahl, just, you know, some of this towns in my area. I mean, you're talking about a whole different world with those size schools compared to what we have to deal with in seven classes of football going into this upcoming school year. And I had the idea of just flipping the sports. And part of the reason I said with like track, golf, and softball and baseball moving there, you know, track's been a little bit different. A, you missed the spring season, so those sports could maybe, and for a lot of people, almost resume their season, do that right away. The weather's been nice, started as soon as possible. And many of these kids have already been playing, certainly golf, softball, and baseball right now. Move volleyball, which is an indoor sport, to the spring sports, and then move football as well to later in the spring. Well, the Minnesota State High School League did not do that. But they did make more or less like a four type of, uh, instead of having fall, winter, and spring sports, they're adding a summer with that, backing up everything as far as the traditional spring sports, and they're going to try to squeeze volleyball and football in. I don't hate it. I liked my idea better in some aspects, but the explanation I got back after a long time ago, I sent uh, my column in my blog to every member of the Minnesota State High School League Executive Board. I mean, their email addresses are right on their website, so I thought, hey, here you go. But the responses, I thought it was pretty, first it was kind of a snarky response, but he, they also said, you know, it's. A, I think if you're thinking at my level, you're thinking about just a few sports. Some of the bigger schools, they have a lot of different things, right? And I think they wanted to make the actual having to choose for so many of the uh, athletes out there, the young athletes, at a different time was even more complicated. And, and I, I can understand that because some of the sports were not thinking about that. I'm not, you know, th- there might be a situation where the swimmers, if you're going to move that to the spring, which I think would have made sense because they are indoors and their parents could watch them whatever. Hopefully if there's a vaccine, we get, uh, you know, this this thing kind of gets better by, we get to, by the time we get to the spring. Certainly would make some sense. But... I don't know. Joe Morgan's in with us. He uh, does a lot of high school sports on our properties here at Midwest Radio Fargo. And I just, I'm kind of curious what you thought. I think the initial thing was like, oh my goodness, roll my eyes. Now kids are going to have to decide between baseball and, and track and golf. That's not really the case, but it's going to be a short football season and let's pray for a nice spring. Yeah, there's a, there's so much to it. I, I know they're going to kind of hammer out a playoff plan for it and a few more details coming up, obviously, but uh, my thought is there's always that requirement for the number of practices that you need to have to play football. How, how many times do you see a kid misses week zero, week one, because they didn't go to enough practices for whatever reason? Are they going to count those spring practices into that number? I mean, I mean kind of how are we going to handle that, those those kind of fine-tuned aspects of it? But um, it, it's going to be uh, a dirty season in the fact that we don't know what fields are going to look like, what conditions yeah. are going to look like. I mean, there is a lot to it, but – I remember when you when you told me you you wrote that that blog about flipping the seasons, and I had never thought of that, and a few people I shared it with had never thought of that, and and I think 
Uh, there was always this argument that it's still kind of continuing on in North Dakota from a few people that they want the boys' golf season in, in North Dakota to be in the fall along with the girls as opposed to being in the spring because uh, people have been golfing all summer long, so they're they're hitting their stride when you get into the fall season, and it, it hasn't changed because of various other sports, mainly football, but at least from what I've been told. But uh, when you talk about softball and baseball, Legion's going on, travel softball's going on, travel baseball's going on. They are so far in season to those sports that it would be seamless. I mean, you, you, you wouldn't have to worry too much about a lot of practicing. You can squeeze that in. I mean, you can play two seven-inning games. Uh, softball, you can play three seven-inning games. You right. know, really, the, the pace of play is so fast. But uh, I, I do think that that would have been a solution to not have this all of a sudden jumbleness that we're going to start seeing in the spring. And on top of that, you're looking at practices overlapping towards the end of your winter sports season if you decide to go deep enough into it and 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 then on top of that um you know are coaches going to have allowances for players to play two spring sports because that happens a lot with track and softball and baseball is is coaches yeah i don't they they, they they work things out now what are we going to do i don't think that's going to change much though you're just because you're more or less taking may into june it's just going to be that if you have a summer job as someone it's going to be a little tough i think the one thing that's really going to change too is you know, for a lot of Division One athletes who coaches like to get their kids on campus, and they may have played a few baseball games, and then unfortunately they were gone for the postseason anyway. That's over. I mean, look at the yeah. gates of my hometown, Hunter Zenza, and he was out the door and on his way to Iowa State by, I think, June 5th. And and so, you know, I, I can't remember. I think he did some track, and that was probably going to end anyway, even if he was, just because you, know, you got a bigger fish to fry when it's all said and done. And I think the interesting part of it, too, is you're not going to see a lot of these kids. There might be some kids who are, you know, got their scholarship offered Division One schools. They're not going to play spring football. They're going to be expected to get going because if they are able to finish up their college credits and then take some spring credits, they're going to do spring football. Of course, the other question is who knows what's going to happen yeah, with the NCAA it, right now. now. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a lot of unknown yeah. to, to so much of this, but um, it is, is really going to be uh, quite the – you know, I, I don't want to call it a mess because it, it allows kids to play sports. Yeah, I mean, it's better I mean, than I mean, nothing, it's right? It's better than nothing. I, I, I mean, it really is, is what it comes down to. It's going to be, what, six games it looks like most likely? Yeah, five or six five games. Five or six games is what they're looking at. Here's what I'm, here, I'm going to say this, and I think you'll agree with me if you really think about it. Because we are not going to have a normal situation here, and you're going to try to shoehorn this football season in, and you're not going to have probably something that should have been there for a while anyway. You're going to take the top four teams from these sections because that's probably what should have been. Sorry for the fifth seed, but, you know, I'm, I, that's just the reality of it. I'm, I'm sorry because yeah, those I, first I round games, those, you know, 52 Min- to nothing games. Minnesota has needed a change in, yeah, in mean, their playoff format for a long time. Last year, I broadcast a game of Pelican Rapids and United North Central, and United North Central is a program that's in flux. They're trying to figure out their position, student body wise. They're trying and, to figure out their consolidation yeah, situation. All, all of that, and and they played nine man all year, and then they go into their their section tournament, and they go they play against Pelican Rapids, the only eleven man game they played all season. I, I just, you know, no offense again to United North Central. No, but they th- played a great quarter, by the yeah. way, against a very talented Pelican Rapids team. I, I remember thinking that, but um, I, I think there had needed to be some changes in, in what was occurring in the playoff format, and and this will definitely force that hand, um, but. How how weird is it going to be for border schools? Uh, Campbell Tinta plays in North Dakota. Uh, Lake Benton plays in South Dakota because they they play with uh, Elkton 
South Dakota. So <laughs> you're going to be going to uh, school in Minnesota and you're going to be playing, still playing the sports that Minnesota is not going to have on their side. I can't imagine the activity association or the uh, high school league stepping in and trying to change any of that. Cause that, I that, don't either. I, I don't see that happening. And I, I saw this a lot and, and I'm a, a product of private school, uh, private high school. Uh, and, and living in, in a bigger area where there was a lot of options when it came to private school. I mean, it, it just seemed like, especially in the sports world, transferring and going between schools was so fluid uh, when it came to all of that. So I, I wonder if we're going to start seeing some of that happening in terms of the private schools because the way things are done there, it's a little bit differently. If 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 people feel that it's important enough to play in this, the, the uh, fall season for football and their sport. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing a lot of that happening. Well, uh, Oak Grove, Park Christian, Shannon, oh, Park Christian's going to help, but Oak Grove, I'm thinking back when they used to be consolidated there for a while. So Oak Grove and Shanley, <laughs> right? I mean, is that what we're looking at? East Grand Forks, uh, Sacred Hearts probably wishing they had a season. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I maybe we transfer over to North Dakota for a year. And I, I, I do Sioux think, Falls though... Falls Christian's going to have a sudden, yeah. a sudden wave of kids I, coming there. I do think, though, for these kids... I mean, they'd love to play every Friday night like they can. I get that. But this is a problem you and I have talked about before on the air anyways, is that right now in high school football in Minnesota, and there's probably a little bit of this in North Dakota too, I, don't, I follow it but not you know as close as I do on my side of the river, obviously, is there's a lot of feast or famine right now in high school football. I mean, would yeah. that be safe to say? Absolutely. I mean, you have a situation in my hometown where we're lucky enough to be feasting right now. I don't know how long that's going to last. It can go away in a hurry, but the scores can get out of, you know, and you can just look down the sections. There's, you got one or two teams in the section almost every year. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, it's, it's maybe three deep at the most of the eight to 10 teams that are in the section. Yeah. I, I'm being pretty kind here, aren't I? And so I think that's what they're looking at right now. I said, listen, if we're going to do this, we're going to give these seniors an opportunity to play. This is what we have to do. The other risk you're having with this right now is we get through a cold and flu season. We're banking on the fact that things are going to get better. <laughs> I mean, we are banking on Dr. Fauci saying by the beginning of the year we're going to have a vaccine. I mean, that things are going to get better, and, and we, we don't know that, right? We don't know exactly what's going to be happening with this. We don't exactly know how school is actually going to be going here as they open up schools with this hybrid models around here most likely. I mean, there's just a lot of unknown so I think for a lot of people they wanted to make sure they I know for the people who thought they should play football right away I get it in the fact that they're saying let's do it to make sure we get it done and maybe start a little bit earlier but when you have the testing that we have and the cases are going up around the country and that's driving people crazy so I think this was the action that they were going to take just not knowing And, and certainly in the situation here where Governor Waltz I thought did the right leadership move by not trying to do everything last Thursday. I think I think the fact that he's leaving up to the local school districts is really good. But what it does for the Minnesota State High School League when you have Minneapolis going all-distance learning and when St. Paul looks like they're going all-distance learning, that's uh, reports I saw. It's not official yet. It's kind of hard to say, well, you school. It's hard to say, let's play football when you're all doing distance learning, right? But to be right. safe to say, you're not going to have indoor volleyball because of that. But you can maybe do soccer outside because you, you can certainly – it's not in close quarters. Yeah, I, I just I, – I don't know how you handle a school that's all distance learning with a football. 
playing football. I, I agree. Volleyball. I mean, as I, much I, as I love football and as much as I think that the you know kids are the severity of this is you know if you just look at data and numbers and people are going to get mad at me if you just look at data and numbers. I mean, the severity of this is up there with pneumonia and flu for younger people. If you look at mortality rates or whatever, I mean, it just is. There's no getting around it. Don't text me something. It's usually a story about a young person. I get it, right? I mean, unfortunately, 7,500 people die a day in this country and have since 2015. My point being is, for the most part, young people are going to come out of this. Okay, we don't know the long-term effects. I get that, but uh, we're kind of moving on here. The concern is, obviously, with people who are maybe a little bit older and yet coaches who – Maybe don't ever want to retire. Mike Zimmer be one of them on the NFL level, right? So I get get all that, but I do think under these situations, when you're talking about metropolitan schools, you can't – this is one thing, unfortunately, when you talk about the metro and outstate, you do have to paint with one broad brush because let's say you say, well, the bigger schools, maybe you do the spring football. Well, where's the cutoff there? Because you have your 4A schools every once in a while playing a 3A school on a Friday night, Right. right? And maybe maybe you can, you know, change the schedules. I get that. Maybe you can do that, but it's awfully tough. And then, well, you do half the prep bowl. And I mean, it, that would have been a possibility, I suppose. You could yeah. have done that. But boy, that makes things tough for Morehead. They got to look at all these schools around them playing football. And Kevin Feeney saying, "Nope, and, you know, that's a tough one." I, yeah, I, and and think, I think if you look across now, nine states are going to be playing their football in the spring. You look at a state like my home state of Illinois, and I believe California has it too. It's the multiplier, where you know a school of 850 boys is a small school relatively, but because of the multiplier, they're playing against schools where their enrollment is 4,000. Yep. So where I mean, it does you do have to see some uniformity on all this. I, you know, I think something that that's going to start coming back too, and we've talked about this a lot, and the old the old Heart of Lakes day at the Fargo Dome where you'd have just Heart of Lakes Conference football all day long. Yep. I remember my first my first job engineering games. I used to do those. Tim Bogenreef and Gary Rogers would do the games all day, and I'd be behind the board <laughs> spinning the knobs and, and, and doing all that. But uh, that's going to have to start to come back. I, no we're doubt. Gonna, we're gonna, and, and, you know, I think that, you know, God willing, we have a situation where we can have more fans in attendance and things can be a little bit more fluid there. As I think that might make for, for just good days of watching high school football. I think that that might be a positive to come out of this is that these turf stadiums now are just going to have an influx of people coming in uh, to to watch games. Yeah, and and that is going to be the case, I think, if everything gets better come spring because you got to think not only the indoor places, but you know I'm sure they're going to be making phone calls to the Fargo. Depending upon what type of spring we have, I think natural gas surf, natural gr- grass services are going to be a little tough. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So I'm guessing Moorhead uh, High and Minnesota State Moorhead, I would guess that uh, Concordia might get called. I think that it's not going to be Friday Night Lights in every case. I think for those five or six games that they play, it's probably going to be on a lot of field well, we turf stadiums. we got to remember officiating crews, too. Well, yep. what, what's that going to look like? Are we going to be bringing crews in now for hour and a half, two hours away at some points? I mean, are we going to try to keep that as local as we can as well? I mean, that is going to be a factor to keep sure. into this. Yeah, I think – you know, they're certainly going to have the opportunities. If anything else, you're going to have more opportunities because I think, you know, depending on, as long as their spring schedules are okay, a lot of the 
There are a lot of referees that kind of go back and forth across the border too, from where we're at in our listening right. area. I mean, so we're going to have to look. So at we will have guys that'll be able to ref maybe some Minnesota games that weren't able to do it because they already locked up with some game down in Richland or whatever, just for example. So it is something to think about. Derek Hansen with you. This is Couch Potato Radio. Joel Morgan with us as well. And I don't think this is that's necessarily the worst thing, right? I mean, the fact that that you have a chance maybe where we have these football smorgasbords at places like that, at colleges like that. And for people who are worried about the cold and snow or whatever, well, many times we end up the football season that way anyway. Yeah, and, and I mean, how good of a recruiting tool is that? Um, how how good a recruiting tool is that going to be for some of these schools? Right, is that you can bring a lot more kids on campus, and they could see your facilities and can see see what can happen. But well, you got to think, you got to think the Morrises of the world are going to love it, right? You're gonna, you got to think that St. Cloud State. I mean, we're just going down all yeah. these colleges that we're talking about. Because I'm trying to think of the field turfs around here. I, I feel bad for like the Rosos who probably going to have to go to Grand Forks to the nearest field turf that I can think of. Right? I mean, I'm, yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything out that way. But I think for the most part, they, it is doable because there are high schools with more and more high schools that are medium to bigger size that do have field turf now. I think the big, you know, I think that is going to be what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to blow the snow off or whatever. Because football in not great weather is kind of the norm, isn't it? Because think how many we talk, and, and backing up the spring seasons may not be the worst thing in the world because many times we haven't been able to get in those early April games anyway. I remember there was a point with EDC softball where uh, the co- some of the coaches were talking about uh, if we can't get any games in at this point, we might just have right. one big EDC tournament, and that's going to decide state. I mean, that's that's I think that was about three years ago when teams were driving to Aberdeen every weekend to go play at the Presentation College Dome because they just could not get games in. So I, I think that would be to an advantage. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense, actually. I mean, I, I, just the fact that this might be, and I guess we're just crossing our fingers, hoping for a mild winter more than anything else. I mean, and, and I guess more, even more than a mild winter, just a spring that's a little bit more normal so we can have at least some type of... Now, does homecoming move to the spring then for Minnesota? Or do you have something in the fall as tradition... Because I was really thinking I would have had no problem if they would have done the baseball to fall thing, having a baseball, a baseball game. homecoming game. I think I would have been cool that, with that. That would have been great. Well, I know a lot of a lot of schools that didn't have football teams would do homecoming, Soccer. homecoming for both basketball. Some okay. of them would do basketball too. So, uh, you know, that would be that'd be kind of interesting to get these uh, sports that don't always get the, that kind of fanfare. How about a homecoming lacrosse match? Interesting. Wrestling, that homecoming wrestling match. Well, okay, you mentioned a sport that I love that I don't know how they're going to pull that off unless there's some type of vaccine and hope that or therapeutic, right? How's wrestling going to make it? Oh work? gosh, you're I, not you know, wrestling I, with a mask on. I'm telling you that right I, now. And you know, I felt uh, so so. I felt bad for every athlete, and I and I think I said this on Twitter is that uh, you know my my sports career. Uh, I, I had some off-field issues that kind of called for things to end when I didn't want them to, and so I kind of know what it's like to have that ripped away from you, or you know, sure. the seniors. And, and um, but I, I tell you, it it did teach me too late in life to appreciate every game that I played, every season that I had. But I, I felt so so much for those wrestlers because I knew so many of them who were at national tournaments. It was a D three national tournament that stopped mid tournament? Is that something? And in, in a sport, and it's not not to take. I love all sports. That's why I do this for a living. But but a sport like wrestling, sometimes that window is just for certain guys. 
Well, and there's no off season in the fact that you really have to watch your diet and and, yeah. you, and you think about those D three and D two wrestlers who had everything stopped. I mean, they were here. You are all winter long, and you're you're maintaining your weight all winter long, and you did it that week, and then you got to weigh in, and then I'm sure they went and buffeted it right afterwards because that that had been beyond yeah, that frustrating. Was, that was it was tough for all athletes and. Yeah, I, I think though that that we we are sitting on the possibility of, of sports, of football, and all this happening. Uh, I do, by the day though, go very leery of what's going to happen with the NFL. Uh, if if we're going to have a season or not, I just you know players. We have Thursday. Was it Thursday's now the deadline for players to decide if they want to opt out of this season? I, I just they wanted, made it Thursday. I believe it was Thursday. Or I, I'm not. Sure. I know I have to double now. Uh, now you got me. To, I would give to, I would give them more time for but, one thing. Uh, I I just think that. Uh, does it get to a point where too many players have opted out of the NFL? No. That we start looking at not having a season. I mean, that's that's my biggest my biggest thought. When I know, it comes but to the NFL. I'm I'm just going to go back in time. You're concerned about the same type of thing for baseball, and the thing that you have with football players is, and I would not want to be Wally Pip if I'm opting out. You know what I'm getting at? I mean, there are hundreds of football players that want to play football. Oh, right. I mean, you do not want to be Drew Bledsoe to the Tom Brady situation yeah, where you're Thursday, opting out. Thursday, 4 o'clock, opt out. Boy, that seems a little soon. I would, well, have, I would have waited my, a my week. Thought, my thought is, to me, it just always comes back to what the unions are looking for in money is is at what point does the union say, we don't want any of our guys playing. Yeah. It, I, I mean, because we're, we're... That's about as reactionary as I can. I mean, because you are in a situation now where – this is a one, the one sport I think they can make it more than anything because they are a money-driven TV sport more yeah. than any yeah. other. I mean, they, they are going to lose a lot of money by not having fans in the seats. They're going to lose even more money because that's a sport you really can't back up very much either, I don't think, because no. you're going in the cold and flu season. I mean, you want to get as many of these games in as possible. It's going to be weird not to see fans for college or pro football, but for the big boys in college and for the NFL, I think they'll do what they can to make it work because it is such a TV sport and people will be clamoring for it, and it's going to be the escape from the everyday horrors that we have. And if you do have big-name players leave, people are like, okay, next man up. We talk about next man up all the time. Well, and it's not on – I'll watch football. I don't care. Absolutely. But I just I just wonder if the players' union at some point says that I don't want – I don't want my quarterback. I don't want our players going out there if, if we feel that the line protection is inferior. If, oh, if any of that, I, I could see that happening. Yeah, I, you and, know, and that would be pathetic. I mean, I, 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 I just start. The older I get, I err so much on the side of what. Well, of you're, what I'm not saying you're wrong. Oh, I, I, and I know. I just, I just, I. For, that's always where my mind starts to go. Is is what's going to happen? The glass is always half empty for Joel Morgan. That's yeah. not true. <laughs> that's not true. Two three seven five nine four eight. If you want to join us here at Couch Potato Radio, well, I mean, but I, 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 I don't really, as you know, I just kind of look at it when people start talking about all the negative stuff, and I'm like, I don't disagree, but that's stupid. It's like when Rob Manford, the room. Jeff Passan, who is, uh, I think he's doing it for hits more than anything else. Our boss here and I were talking about it because it's almost like he doesn't want the season to go. He, he's like, oh, my goodness, they're tone deaf if they're going to play games after what happened with the Marlins last week. And, and over the weekend, Rob Manfred's going to threaten to shut down the season on Monday because of what happened with the St. Louis Cardinals. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this must be a thing if this is actually true where he's actually saying this so we can have a situation where we warn the players, hey, don't be going to strip clubs. This is not the best idea for you right now is to go to 
go to out to bars and nightclubs and and go out to the the hotel bar or what have you. That is not the right way to go. Let's uh, go to Greg. Greg, thanks for being with us here on KFGO. Hey, how are you doing this evening? Good. That's good. Say a couple of things. I think I would agree with you. I think State High School League should have flip-flopped seasons. Um, I made that argument. I'm our school district's State High School League representative. And... Um, I think all I think all in all it's not bad though, right? Would you agree? Well, yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah. But it, I I believe the influence of the big schools is what no doubt the chance of you know, but you know, even switching golf to fall in Minnesota, how could have that hurt anything? You know, track and field. So, well, I think it'd have been pretty but, easy to do, and I think those sports, as far as long as it takes to train. Especially with baseball and and uh, and softball, you could have started the season almost. Get your athletic director to get on the phone and get your schedule going and start playing August fifteenth. I mean, to be quite frank, yeah, or even and, and even if you started on August twenty fifth with games, you know you'd be you could you could easily have this thing ready for a state tournament on MEA weekend. Well, at least you know, if not earlier. I would have tried to get it done yeah. as early as possible, you know, and try to, and give yourself a buffer into the winter sports, to be quite frank, and to see where we're at with everything, because I think when we get into November, that's where it's going to get really intriguing around here. Yeah. Um, also, I think the NFL has the best chance to pull this off because they're going to go through Sunday night, Monday morning testing, and they've got a week before they play another team. So the spread from team to team can be controlled better in football than I think any sport because of the duration between games. Well, and that's you're right. They're not traveling as much. That's a good point. Well, and the other thing is it comes down to if everyone's going to mind their P's and Q's, right? You know, the, the, yeah. the, tricky, the tricky part's going to be if you got guys, though, that got kids that go to school and all of a sudden you're transferring around there, then that's going to be one of the more interesting things. To me... I think everyone knows my feeling on tests. I think that's the rapid test has to be one of the ways that go. We got to get a more effective way of testing because they they always haven't yeah. they, they haven't always been a very effective. And the other thing is they're taking too long to find out the results. But that's the advantage football has. You know the the St. Louis Cardinals left town. The Twins had already played another team. Yep. And if they would have been infectious, it would have been done. All in a matter of what. 24, 36 hours? Yeah. It, it, well, at least in the NFL, you're you're back to your base taking your test before you play another team a week away. It's a very good you know? point. Very good point. Hey, so, th- thanks a lot for your phone call. I I do think the one thing I will commend the State High School League is they are going to let them practice in the fall. Yep. Um, I, think, I think baseball, I think the senior, senior kids – out for baseball and track is going to be really tough. tough on well, I tell you what, it's my father's involved in American Legion baseball. That's a whole different layer, too, in the state of Minnesota, which has one of the highest participation rates for Legion baseball in the country. Hey, Greg, thanks so much for being with us. This is Couch Potato Radio here on KFGO Fargo. We'll get to a CBS News update in just a bit. Let's go to a line seven here. Let's see, who do we got? 
Are you there? And, uh, yeah, I'm there, Derek. Have you heard anything about uh, high school kids uh, maybe uh, open enrolling to either South Dakota or North Dakota, thinking, especially for wrestling, thinking that they're going to wrestle? And have they changed the open enrollment rules? I am not as privy to the North Dakota enrollment open enrollment rules to the the Dakotas. I know in Minnesota, your family's got to move there. Now, does that get abused? <laughs> there's no doubt about it. I mean, there's just no getting around it. If you, it's even one of the worst things I've I dealt with was a kid who was moving from his father's house in North Dakota, came to our hometown to live with his mother, and they still had problems having him. And I think that is awful. You know, it's tough enough, I think, for a lot of kids coming from divorced homes. I mean, I think for the most part, parents try to make it work. But you know what I mean. So when they decide to make that decision to go live with the other parent, and then you're going to hold them out of a sport for a year in Minnesota, I think that's ludicrous. I think that's that has to be looked at. But, you know, as far as uh, North Dakota. haven't heard nothing as for, for COVID, though, the movement does. Now, South Dakota will probably have wrestling, but Minnesota won't. Maybe. You haven't heard of anybody open so, and rolling? I know South Dakota, uh, covering sports there for years, it, it's very, very fluid. It's an open and roll state for anybody. So, uh, anyone, so they're bouncing around all kids, over? Kids are bouncing around, and there was, there was so many cases. I know one, uh, one family decided they wanted their kids to spend an extra year in seventh grade to get ready for high school football. So they <laughs> transferred them to a school district that started a week earlier and then transferred them back to the school district to which the rule was they got to stay in the grade to which they were enrolled in. So they got their extra year of seventh grade. But there was there was a lot of open enrollment. Uh, kids can kind of go where, come and went as they please. I think some of it did have to go through the school board because uh, there was, I believe, and if someone knows better than me, but I believe the, what South Dakota does is there's designated open enroll schools, and then there's schools you can open enroll to other schools, but it just needs an extra step to it. So um, I, I I could see kids going to South Dakota. I think that uh, their their rules are, are set up differently. So, but then I don't know what that looks like crossing state lines. Yeah, I don't either. know what it looks like with North like Dakota I said, you, either. You know, I, I, the one school I know for sure is Elkton, Lake Benton, uh, Lake Benton, Minnesota, and then Elkton, South Dakota. They they co-op together. So I I think that's a little bit more fluid. But the rest of it, I'm not 100 percent sure on. I, I'm guessing the Minnesota State High School League is gonna have to look at a situation here though. Uh, and if you have a kid who you know parents want to and they have the money to do it, if they want to send their kid to Shanley Oak Grove and then they decide second semester, I'm going to go move back home, I don't think that the Minnesota State High School League can let that happen where they're almost playing two football seasons. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that too. How do, I don't know how you how – you, what do you do in that situation? I, I don't know, but um, – Because I know – I mean, I think for many kids that – They've been working together, lifting weights together. I think they want to finish this together, right? So if they, if they have to make that decision for one or the other, I think they want to play with the guys that they've been working with the past few years. I I can't speak for every kid in my hometown. I don't know what they're saying at their dinner room table right now about this situation. But I think for the most part, wouldn't you guess that a lot of kids would be like that, where they want to play with the buddies that they kind of grew up to, with together, the, the, the ones that played FM athletics football together, that type of thing? I would think so, but hey, yeah. Th- yeah I mean, I think is I I see especially for wrestling. I don't see any way unless they got a vaccine that they're going to have wrestling. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, no, for sure. I I, I yeah, unless there's some type of quick you know vaccine that's safe and effective, and they feel like it's going to work, or some type of therapeutic. 
and we're still going by testing yeah. in cases in the close proximity that everyone is involved, let alone the referees. And I mean, a high school tournament at, with no one there. I mean, ringworm what, going in. At, I mean, how many times has that happened to a whole yeah, wrestling team? A lot. The flu, oh, yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah that's going right. to be a yeah. tricky one. I don't know how they're going to pull that off, and that's going to be really unfortunate. But. All right. Well, thanks, Derek. Yeah, thank you very much for calling in. <laughs> that's a whole different animal. I, I don't know how they're going to pull off wrestling, and I, that's going to break my heart because you think about some of these seniors who, you know, I could, I, could, I, I couldn't imagine this if this happened for my boy then because he was just he was going really start getting good maybe late in his ninth grade year into the 10th grade year, 11th grade, he made the state, and then 12th, big high hopes, and if that was taken away, which it can, like you mentioned, yeah, different type of skin things that have happened where they've had either had to back up the season or cancel it for that reason. This is nothing new to that sport. And really, that was said quite a bit when the NCAAs were canceled, right? It's like, hey, these kids kind of know that they've been through this probably before once or twice. A tournament they were looking forward to got canceled because of a ringworm or whatever it might have been. That's really too bad, but uh, that's the reality of the, what we're in right now. Joel, thanks a lot. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Talking a little high school sports with you here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. We're going to get a CBS News update here coming up in just a little bit.